One of these say. days we need to actually do an introduction. Yes, let's do it. Let's actually start doing that. Let's Welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to the Prince Street Review. We are your hosts, Skylar and Caroline, and we're gonna be Woo. talking some smack. Yeah. Woo! Oh, we love talking yeah. smack. Smirk. What are we doing today? So if you haven't listened to us before, we have a bi-weekly cycle on this podcast where every first week we both research a mystery or a story or a true crime or a happening or a historical event thing and we tell each other about it. On the other week, we run down Rotten Tomatoes, top 100 horror movies, we watch it, we, com- we write a bunch of notes and we come together and go through the movie and talk about our thoughts. Um, so this is the horror movie week and we've started a new list, which is kind of an old list because it's the first list that we knew about, but it's a good list <laughs> and we'll link I it in the show notes. It. We'll link it in the show notes so that you guys can also join along and you can see what's next in the, um, cycle or whatever. But this week we are going to be talking about the conjuring. Is it the conjuring or the conjuring? I think it's the conjuring, because conjuring <laughs> is not a word, so I would assume it's the conjuring. I accidentally keep saying that, and every time I do, Luke's just like, you fucking speak English? I'm like, yes, I do. What is wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the fucking deal, yeah. I would kind yeah. of say that the conjuring, along with Insidious, kind of revamped horror a bit. Like I definitely think so. Yeah, it kind of went through this like really weird period of time in the early 2000s slash 2010s. Where it died in the ass. Well, everything was a remake (laughs) and a really shitty remake and everything felt super soulless. All the characters were so hateable, it's not even funny. And it just kind of, to be honest, that was kind of just cinema in the early 2000s. Like every comedy was next level trashy. Everything was, yeah, everything was next level horrific. Basically, um, the noughties was a garbage era, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Which we shouldn't, we're supposed music. to be, yeah, we're no, supposed to be part of the nostalgia squad, but we I don't. I think my most hated era has to be, like, like the noughties. It's just so gross and tacky. Everything about it, like, the fashion, the music, it's just, <laughs> it's Skylar just and all... I, we're definitely, like, I would say we're 70s slash 80s babes. That's kind of our vibe. Um, every 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 bitch and her dog is a 70s 80s babe these days i mean it's true well actually not really because every bitch no? and her dog is going through a 2000s nostalgia moment yeah i don't i don't i'm not understanding the like the like the 2000s early 2000s vibe it's not okay like it's there are like bits and bobs that i kind of get but that's just cuz i appreciate fashion in general i think it's that thing of like anything Nostalgia can always run too deep. Like, it can yeah. always go too far. Anything that can kind of be incorporated into our fashion, like being back into, like, black loafers or, like, kind of a, a – I love a good chunky sandal or, like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that kind of stuff I can get amongst and I think is a vibe. But that kind of almost goes more into 90s than early 2000s yeah. anyway. So, like a chunky, yeah. like, sandaly, cloggy situation is very 90s, I think. Yeah. Mm, early 2000s, the peak of early 2000s would have to be Tamagotchis and Pixel Chicks, if anyone remembers. Do you know the little houses? 
Yeah. Did you ever get them? And then you could like connect them up and your pixel chick could go to her friend's house. Yeah, Yay! that was actually, that was always a massive vibe. And whenever something new yeah. would happen with the pixel, pixel chick's house that you hadn't seen before, you thought, oh my god. Man, it was the best era. Well, it wasn't, but in a way it was, because I missed Tamagotchi's. I, I mean, you can still get Tamagotchi's to this day, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think that they're still on the market in, like, Japan and stuff. Anyway, shall we... <laughs> All of that is to say that The Conjuring... <laughs> the Conjuring <laughs> we went on down a rabbit hole just then. Essentially, James Wan single-handedly revamped horror. But I would say The Conjuring kind of brought horror back to the mainstream, almost. Like... And that's obviously with some exceptions. There's always going to be some movies that kind of transcend trends, I guess. But I would definitely say that kind of the, what people call, um, oh, what's it called? It's like elevated horror, but there's another word for it. I've said it to you before, but I can't remember what it is. But like that kind of like high quality. I'm definitely not going to remember that either. Yeah, no, it's okay. But things like Get Out, <laughs> things like Hereditary, things like Midsummer, oh. things like like all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's way, like it's... highbrow horror, I think is what it's called. And I think that kind of Insidious is definitely more goofy than The Conjuring, I would say. The Conjuring Insidious is really goofy. Is definitely, Insidious is way more goofy. I think, honestly, my favorite horror that I've seen so like recently is actually Us. Yeah, Us is very, oh, very good. It's that very good. movie. And it's terrifying. <laughs> it is so, I, shit scary. But the thing is, it's got really cool characters and a really, really interesting kind of story. It's not just like, my, yeah, it's not just like mindless killing or like it's gory shit for no reason. It's actually really cool, the whole idea behind that film. But I'm, I suppose we'll get to that eventually, surely. We will, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's like number 11 or something. Um, oh, because... I love that movie. Yeah, it's very, very fucking good. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but I would definitely say that kind of the whole... From at the age of 23, at least, it kind of felt like that. But also, we were pretty young when The Conjuring came out, so it's possible that things were happening before that time, but we just were too young to really care about it. Yeah. But anyway, The Conjuring is a little bit goofy, mainly because of how, like, Christian Christianity <laughs> Catholicism so it is. <laughs> Your kids uh, aren't baptized. I would get that looked at. <laughs> it's like maybe you wouldn't be getting this fucking haunted if you would turn to Jesus sooner. Yeah, like, maybe if be you prayed to to God Himself every day, the devil yeah. wouldn't be coming to threaten your. What doesn't it make more sense that the devil would come for for? Catholics though. Yeah, because because that would be more spiteful to God than coming for atheists. Like God doesn't give a shit about the atheists, right? That's kinda like the point. (laughs) The thing is like in the movie, like we'll get to it, but he's like putting out religious symbols in the house. It's like it's gonna really piss it off. And then you're saying they should be baptized. It's kind of contradictory, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway, um we respect anybody who has any religious beliefs. We don't fully understand or have done our research, so we're just talking shit. Please do not take offense. We are not trying to make fun of anybody's beliefs. <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay. So, You're right, man. Um, um, it's just, I mean, we'll get into it, you know, but I just, I feel like. I have yeah. a pretty, I have a pretty detailed account of everything in this movie. So I might lead the conversation when it comes to the plot and Skylar will definitely be talking. Don't worry. <laughs> Now I've come to listen. It'll definitely happen. Um, Okay, so we... One of my favourite things about this is that we open with the story of Annabelle, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Which is 
always she's always so much fun when she pops up so we open with ed and lorraine warren <laughs> dealing with the story of annabelle in 1968 so two nurses very stupidly gave permission for a spirit that they believed was a little girl to move into a doll that they owned as they felt sorry for the spirit um but things soon, soon turn sinister oh man absolutely <laughs> no this, i was watching I just, this scene by myself and i shit a thousand bricks <laughs> nah I still think about the fact that, like, they owned that doll before the spirit moved. Like, the doll, according to them, according to what they're saying, the doll was theirs before the spirit moved into the doll, right? And so they just owned that doll. Just Who just owns a doll like that, though? That's fucking horrendous. It's horrendous, honestly. I have very little sympathy for anybody who owns a doll like that. Dude, my, you know, there's like ch- creepy ass like China dolls that are like actually like really like they're beautiful but like creepy in their like yeah. in dresses. My grandma, she bought me like three of them like growing up. No disrespect to my grandma, I'm obsessed with her. But holy, they were stunning, right? But then at nighttime going to bed, having those fuckers just like staring at you, I was like, they're gonna come to life and they're gonna murder me in my sleep. Like they were not yeah. like Annabelle style, but they were like creepy ass like China dolls. Yeah, oh, yeah. We man. had we had one porcelain doll, which was creepy, um, <laughs> and that was also it. Also, was my grandma's and Lucas and Zach, who you know Skylar, but yeah. people listening don't. My friends, Lucas and Zach, they used to come over to my house, and every time they would come over, they would move it slightly, but they wouldn't tell me. And so I would randomly, when they're not over, I would randomly see that the doll had moved and freak out. And then one time I caught them doing it. And I was like, oh my god, you guys are the ones who are making my doll move. Dude, this was like a long game as well. They've been doing this for like a year. Like, that's a sick, like, twisted thing to do to someone. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. man. Respect <laughs> no. for the hustle, respect for the prank, but my fucking god. So, you know, because they felt sorry for the spirit, they let it come into the doll and the doll begins moving on its own and begins threatening the pair, leading them to throw it in a dumpster outside. In the middle of the night, they are awoken by a fucking very loud banging on their door and find a note saying, miss me, on the other side of the front door. So something I haven't mentioned, but previously when the doll was kind of antagonizing them, it kept on saying, miss me. Not not saying, but like writing it down everywhere. Writing it down. Yeah, that was kind of the the, yeah. the theme that this little doll was doing mm. for some reason. So they find a note saying, Miss Me, on the other side of the front door. Then the banging begins in a room inside the apartment, which is when I would leave the apartment, but maybe that's just me. And um, when one of the girls opens the door, Annabelle is on the other side, and she's written all over the walls, Miss Me, Miss Me, or whatever, in red it's crayon. Like the int- yeah, it's disgusting. And then they're like, they turn around, and then like a crayon like rolls. Like, yeah. like a, a red crown. <gasps> yeah. Absolutely no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, Absolutely not. So Ed and Lorraine advise that they have been tricked by a demon posing to be the spirit of the little girl to infiltrate their life. And then we see that this is actually like a tape that Ed and Lorraine are showing. Um, I suppose it's like a university class or something. It like, looks like a lecture theater or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like one of those... Um, like, you know how you can take college classes randomly if you just want to pay to, to go to, like, one of them? I doubt yeah. that they teach full-time because they seem like busy people. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like, you guys seem like you have a lot on your plate right now. Yeah. So they're kind of – they do these little classes to present their work on, I suppose, on spirits and on kind of exorcisms and spreading – Don't they call themselves, the like, <laughs> like demonologists or something? 
something yeah, I like think- they call it, like, I think that there's a whole scene where they're like, some call us ghost hunters, some call us demonologists, others call us frauds, you know, things like that. Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, they're kind of, for anybody who hasn't heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren, they are, they introduce themselves as spiritual investigators, with Ed being the only non priest within the Catholic Church approved to perform ex- exorcisms. I no, no, he's, he's not. He's not approved to do them. I think he no, he is. He is a priest, but he's not able to do them because remember, he's the, not. I'm pretty sure he's not a priest because he's married. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, no, huh? No, um, I don't know. I don't know. But like, he's um, um, he's I know not. That he's that, not signed, yeah. but he can't. He can't do an exorcism. But I can't. I don't know. I don't know the detail. I can't remember why. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I know that later on he's kind of forced in his hand to start performing one. But I thought that they said yeah. something earlier, but I, to be honest, I didn't really hear it. And yeah. Lorraine essentially kind of has psychic abilities is the easiest way to explain it. But she kind of has spiritual connections to ghosty goos. <laughs> I love so that. Like, this, is, this is like based on a true story. Like isn't Harrisville supposed to be like a real, like yeah. a real farmhouse? Like you can actually go there and like stay there. I don't know why you would psychotic energy if you do, but like, well, Actually, a fun a fun little fact that I saw whilst researching this is that the um the owners of the property, like the own the people who owned it when yeah. the film came out, sued whoever the studio was, which I can't remember who it was, but whoever it was, they sued the studio because because of the film, people kept on coming to their house and kept on like coming and trying to get in and break in and all this what kind of stuff. What the fuck? And so I guess. They settled the the case, the case, so they would have gotten a shit ton of money. But it's just so funny that that even happened. Um, that seems a bit ridiculous. Like, dude, yeah, you live yeah. in a famous. Ha- also, like, I'm not saying, hey, it's cool people breaking into your home. That's fucked. But also, people are gonna want to have a peeky poo. You know what I mean? They will, but I think that maybe there should have been maybe a little bit more protection on exactly where the house was. Did they not? Did they do nothing about like the people actually in real life living in that house? They were just like, oh, "We're going to make a movie about this and blah blah blah," and it's actually a real place that people can go to. They didn't even talk to the people that lived there. Well, like, yeah, because they don't need permission from the people who live there. They just needed permission from the family of the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they would have just uh-huh. needed, and I think that they just got permission from the Warrens. I don't know if they even talked to the. Was it what was the name of the family? The, the Perrons. 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 We're gonna let's go with Perrons. They're American, the so I would say Perrons. <laughs> Perrons. I don't know. I got a whack on like a really hectic American accent. Perrons. I don't know. So That's the speaking best I've got. of the speaking of the Perrons, <laughs> um, we switched to the Perrons, who are a family of seven. So, yeah, so it's like five seven. daughters and then the, yeah, yeah. the parents. And a dog. <laughs> and a dog, Sadie. Good, the dog. Too um, soon, so, <laughs> so the kids, so they're moving into a new house, which is this kind of the, the focal point of the haunting, right? The kids played this absolutely ridiculous clapping game. The, the worst thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, it's not a fight. Oh, you're missing when we were in the beginning. They're, they're moving into the house, but, like, they're trying to go in and the dog's not having a bar of it. And the yeah, dog's yeah, just, yeah. like, not going. It's just like, excuse me, fucking no. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. And everybody ignores the fucking dog. <laughs> Why doesn't everyone um, just listen to the dog? So this clapping game that they play, it's essentially hide and seek, but it's called hide and clap. Um, one person is blindfolded and everybody else hides and they get three claps 
where they can say like clap first clap and everybody who's hiding has to clap and they can follow the sound to try and find people and then the first person that they find is the person who's in next right so obviously sounds wondrous unless you're terrified of things randomly popping up just the idea of playing a game like that when you've just moved into a house like you're gonna die like they literally just walk in and then they're like let's play hide and clap it's like seriously like they don't they've never even they haven't they haven't even like actually moved in there yet it's like it's a warped game anyway fuck that noise yeah honestly like i wouldn't play it just because i would break i break enough shit whilst trying to walk normally let alone being blindfolded anyway so well and to to prove that point whilst they're playing they accidentally knock a board loose under the stairs which reveals that there is a hidden basement that they didn't know about before they were moved in before they moved in um, and it's, and border, it's sufficiently and it's, terrifying. <laughs> it's like no one, it's just like boarded up and no one thinks that that's whack. Yeah. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. wondrous. I wonder why they <laughs> decided to get rid of so much storage space. Seems uh, is, there, is there a reason that they've boarded up an entire cellar? Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. the next day, the mum, who I can't remember what her name is, but the mum wakes up to unexplained bruises on her leg and all the clocks in the house have stopped working at 3.07 a.m. A.K.A. spooky shit. (laughs) Um, So she goes down to the basement where the dad has begun cleaning up the, uh, um, to begun cleaning up the basement, essentially. Um, And the youngest (laughs) child goes outside and finds that Sadie is dead as a doorknob or as a doornail or as any inanimate object. The dog is dead. The dog so, has died during the night the dog, somehow. We don't know how, but she was. We remember, assume... she didn't want to go inside, so she was chained up outside. And they've gone out, and she's cactus. Yeah, so. and like it, it kind of obviously alludes to the fact that the um, unknown entity at this point has potentially interfered with the dog's living, <laughs> living, living. The unknown entity doesn't like dogs. Well, because the dog, yeah, I suppose the dog was kind of like yappity, yappity. watch out. So swiftly dealt with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like mafia, you could say. Um, oh my over God. with the Warrens. <laughs> over with the Warrens. Ed Warren is showing a man the room in their house contain I, I would say the man was a reporter, is my sense. I, 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 I was like, cop or supporter? Uh, supporter? Cop or. Mega fan. Cop or number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> Cop or journo, but like, yeah. I have a question. Why? It's like, okay, I get like you don't want to leave all the creepy objects that you've collected oh, over the course of your case. I like, have been asking this question. It's so like, why long. do you have, dude? That is a whole lot of bad juju in one space, man. Like, scatter yeah. it, dump it in the ocean, like Honestly. let the environment deal with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so what something we don't do already. The Warrens have a room in their house where they've taken like the haunted items from each case that they've worked on and they've just chucked it in a room. And Ed Warren's explanation is like, in the same way as you want to take guns off the street, (laughs) take haunted (laughs) items off the street so that people can't use them again as conduits or whatever the fuck. And it's just kind of like, in the third conjuring, they have this whole scene where there's like a dude who's kept all this demonic shit in his basement. And they're like, oh my God, you shouldn't have this stuff in your house. And I'm like, and so you know, I get it's like they are air quotes professionals, but like 
And it's proven, like, Annabelle 3 is literally centered around the bad fucking juju that's in this room. They have a daughter, a child, who has proven that she continuously fucking goes in there when she shouldn't. Like, sorry, but it's fucked. It's fucked. It's not safe for a kid. It Maybe before yeah. they had a kid, then sure. But, like, you can't expect a child to understand the gravity of these fucking haunted items. Like, oh, yeah. it's just... It's just... Like- Ugh, so the little guy, you see that you see this doll? Don't fucking touch it. <laughs> like, she's why? gonna because... she's gonna touch it, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking it's a fucking kid. Like it just ugh. ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So they specify that they have a priest come by and bless the room once a month, but honestly, that is proven to not really do that much, so Dude, the um, moral of the story is if you embrace Jesus our Lord and Saviour, you will be fine. You will be fine. Um, this okay. is the. This is also the first time that they kind of allude, or Ed specifically kind of alludes to something having ha- having happened to Elaine. Al- Elaine, Elise, Elise, Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorraine. Are you okay? <laughs> you I wrote Elaine man. down, and then I knew that Elaine was wrong, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" <laughs> Le- um, the other, not that witchy woman. This witchy woman, Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine. She. Yeah, Lorraine. Why did that? Why did that not sound right? Anyway. Um, they allude to the fact that something has happened to Lorraine in a previous case that has kind of mm. affected and stuck with her. And we'll find out more about that later. <laughs> later. Later. So over back at the parent house, um, I didn't get her name, but she's played okay, so by Joey King. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so this is Christine, and she, this is the part that I'm talking about. So she's like laying, she's laying in bed, and she's number one, Serial killers sleep with their feet I not agree. under the blanket. <laughs> if, you're, you're, if you're sleeping with your feet out of the doona cover, you're you deserve. For a demon to you deserve. That Satan's going to eat you up, and you deserve it because that's that's ridiculous. No one, uh, no one Absolutely does that. Absolutely not, especially not if you don't have socks on. Dude, no. it's like a socks with the feet out. Uh, just possible. Feet out, just bare trotties in in the breeze. That's <laughs> fucked up. No. So she's like chilling in bed and her foot's out because she's a serial killer. And then, and like something grabs her foot and pulls her down. And she's just like, oh no, to the like the sister. Who's the sister next to her? I think it's, wait, 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 let me have a look. The sister next to her is Cindy. So Cindy is played by Mackenzie something who is actually Bella's daughter in Twilight. No, 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 that's not, that's not the one that's in that room. Who's the one next to her? Or is it the big sister? There's only four sisters. No, there's five of there's them. There's five sisters. Nancy. Nancy. Sorry. So it's Nancy who's next to her. I thought Nancy was the oldest. Andrea is the oldest one. Andrea so is the Andrea oldest is one. So Andrea is the one that, that Cindy the keeps on going into the room. Her room. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. But yeah. Do, grand, just bear with us because every single one of these children is white and has brown hair and looks vaguely similar. So we're doing our best. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, like they're identical. So we've got like the oldest one, like Andrea, and then there's Nancy, and then there is either Christine or Cindy. They kind of look really similar in age, and then there is April, who's the youngest one. And she's so the only blonde one, so she's the easiest she, one to spot. She's the easiest one to spot. But Christine is the one laying in bed, right? Her foot's out. She's being a serial killer. And something, like, grabs her foot and pulls her down. She's not like, what the fuck? Because if something did that to me in bed, I'd be like, absolutely not. So she's just like, like yeah, oh my she God. assumes that her sister has decided <laughs> to get out of bed. To get out of bed and, and, and bum fuck a- prank patrol and, like, start it's 
like, who has the time or the energy to get up out of bed at like bum fuck o'clock in the morning and pull this as his feet just for <laughs> giggles? Honestly, no. <laughs> but she's all like, Nancy, stop it. And Nancy's all like, I'm not doing anything. And she's all like, yeah, right. And it's like, you're a dumb bitch. That's not your sibling. Oh. Yeah, um, so that happens, that. and she just goes back to sleep, which seems, you know, we're, we'll just assume that she's half awake. <gasps> so oh. she, you know, so downstairs. <laughs> oh, no, no, I totally forgot. Just quick thing about the foot pulling thing. She she says to her sister to stop farting. <laughs> and then oh, she's yes, like, because, I'm not. Yeah. There's yeah. a stink in the room. Yeah. But no one's, no one's uh, giving anyone a Dutch oven. Nothing's happening. Yeah. So this is the yeah. This is the first time that they mention. Um, oh, well, te- technically, technically, I think earlier the eldest daughter said that something stinks in my room, and the mom's like, "Well, does it still smell?" And she's like, "No," and she's like, "Problem solved." Yeah, yeah. The daughter's like complaining. The oldest daughter, Andrea, is doing a lot of complaining about the bathroom. It's like. Oh. Excuse me. You're fucking lucky that you have a bathroom, bitch. (laughs) Stop fucking complaining, annoying cow. Anyway, one, two, three, back to CJ. But there's, yeah, there's like a a bad smell that's kind of described as it smells like someone died in there or something like that. So that's kind of throughout the entire house. There's a bad smell. So up till this point, just as a note, we have random someone pulling feet. Dog has died and wouldn't come in. All the clocks stop working at 3.07. Mum's waking up with bruises and the house is continuously freezing. Now, I understand that maybe that doesn't make you move out, but maybe we start having family meetings <laughs> and see what the fuck is <laughs> going like, on. Um, dude, talking about this is giving me the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, this is literally on out. the first, this is on the first fucking night. night. Like, yeah. So, like, and we're not done. We're not done with the first night either. So downstairs, the dad had fallen asleep at his desk and wakes up to a thumping sound and the sound of the door at the end of the hallway opening on its own. When he goes to investigate, he sees that nothing's there. But when he goes to head upstairs to bed, he sees um, the eldest daughter is like, Cindy is sleepwalking again. So Cindy is the one who played Bella's kid in Twilight, by the way, uh-huh. just for anybody who's trying to keep track of who <laughs> these people are. We've got, oh shit, what was it? Nailed it. What was Joey King's name? Christine. So we got Christine, Christine is, Joey, is King. Joey King. April is blonde small child. Cindy <laughs> is sleepwalking terrifying creepy child who played Bella's kid. Andrea is the oldest one, and Nancy is the one that is She's sharing kind of... a room with Christine, which is her personality point. To be completely Nancy, honest, <laughs> Nancy is a dork. That's what I get from Nancy. Nancy seems to, you know, be doing her best, but not staying <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, so they go upstairs, and Cindy is banging her head slowly against this giant wardrobe in um, Cindy's room, uh, in Nancy's, no, in Andrea's room, <laughs> in yeah, Andrea's that. room. We'll get there, don't worry. Um, Cindy's banging her head slowly against this giant wardrobe in Andrea's room, which is like terrifying in itself. The dad just kind of slips a hand there and takes her to bed and is like, don't wake her up when she's like this, which is apparently something what you're supposed to do when people sleepwalk. But that would have freaked me out to no fucking end. But apparently this is normal behavior from the terrifying child. So we'll just keep it. We'll just add it to the list of but the, red the, fucking um, flags that everyone's <laughs> ignoring. The, the, the big sister does say she sleepwalks because she's creepy. But um, she does say that um, 
that she hasn't done this before, as in like banging a noggin on the wardrobe. Yeah, usually it's just normal another... stock standard it's just like, <laughs> like, It's like not hmm. self mutilation. Um, and just as a note, something that we find out later, but I think it's good to point out now, is that the wardrobe came with the house. Like it, it was there when they moved in. They didn't bring it with them. <clears throat> It'll come back later. <laughs> so <laughs> the next morning, the mum finds yet more, yet again, more bruises, and they're they're fucking, they're like bruises. They're like fucked up bruises. It's like um, someone's been beating the shit out of her. Yeah, that's what they look like. All the kids go to school except for April because she's the youngest child, um, and she's not old enough to go to school yet. So the mum walks in on April talking to someone called Rory. She says, to see Rory, you have to look in this fucking music box, which April found outside under a tree. Um, and when you, twist, when you twist the key and play like the music, you'll see him behind you. Um, so the mum looks, but nothing happens, but she does get pretty spooked out. Then April is like, let's play hide and clap. <laughs> This is when I told you that I was too freaked out to watch it alone. Like this was oh. nighttime and I like turned it off in this scene. This scene's like broad daylight. Yeah. And I yeah, still yeah. couldn't do it. It's too much. I'm like, mm, So no. the mum is the one who's blindfolded and April goes off to hide. And so we get the usual, you know, things of of we hear the claps, the mum follows the claps, and she goes and ends up in front of this wardrobe and thinks that she, you know, hears the clapping coming from inside the wardrobe. So we see hands come out of the wardrobe and clap, and then the mum's about to, like, try and, like, go, like, oh, my God, I found you. And then she hears April behind her in the hallway, and so she, like, looks, and there's nobody in the wardrobe. And so, obviously, she's, like, freaking the fuck out because there's nobody in the fucking wardrobe. Um... So yeah, but, that's that's kind of that's that's it. <laughs> it's fucking but it's just, another red flag that we're completely ignoring. But did um, it, like, it freaked me out so much in that scene because like the hands come out from between the clothes and clap, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you! I can hear you breathing!" And then there's just like really heavy, deep breathing coming like, from the cupboard, and it's like, how does that sound like your small child? <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't it's sound like your a- kid being like. Ah. That's mm, yes, my child is in fact demonic. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that night we kind of get some backstory on just that the dad is like he's um a truck driver and they're kind of financially having some issues, which is technically important because it's kind of later down the line it's the reason why they can't leave the house. Like they literally have nowhere to go and they do have a family of seven, so it's fucking yeah. it's difficult shit, you know. Like maybe if you've got like two people in the household then like you go over and you stay at a friend's place. But when you're yeah. coming at it with seven fucking people, like it's a lot to it's, ask of someone. It's but... like I've got not one, not two, not three, not four, but five daughters. <laughs> It's like, well, I don't have anywhere to put your children except in fucking <laughs> sock drawer. So, no, sorry. <laughs> so, so that night we're back with Christine and she once again is experiencing someone grabbing her foot. So she goes, um, so obviously she's like, oh my God, stop it, Nancy. Why the fuck are you trying to grab my foot? Um, Nancy's asleep. Nancy but Nancy's asleep. It's not her. So, so um, Christine goes to check under her bed to see if, like, she thinks that someone's under there, obviously, because something's grabbing her foot. And then she sees the door slowly start to close. <sighs> and there's, like, a little kind of, like, in, in the movie, it's, like, 
it's like a sh- in shadow. Like you can't see yeah. what's behind the door. But she wakes up Nancy and tells her that she can see someone behind the door and he's looking right at them, which is a very scary moment in the movie. She's like, he's looking right at us. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Nancy yeah. being the brave, I'll, I'll say older sister because she gives off older sister energy. The brave yeah. older sister that she is goes to look, but not, but doesn't turn the light on, which I think is her biggest mistake. Goes to look and says there's no one there, but the smell, like the dead person's smell grows stronger in that spot. And Christine tells her that he's standing right behind her. And then the door slams shut on its own and the girl starts screaming. The parents run in, turn the lights on. There's nothing there. And Christine tells them that the man told her that it wants the family dead. Oh, was, it a, was it a man or I didn't like I think I was like really is like again I was watching this by myself and, <laughs> and it was like because it was like daytime too when I was seeing this so I couldn't really see a lot of it was so dark but it was like I didn't know if it was it was like a guy or a girl ghosty well no they don't you're not able to see it it's supposed to just be a black kind of like but she, you can't see anything but she says he's standing he's standing right behind you that's what that's what she um, says so it might like maybe she couldn't necessarily see exactly what the man looked like, but like it was just a shadow or something. Yeah. So she assumed the reason why we're saying that is because generally the kind of evil spirit is a woman, which we'll talk about later on, but yeah. they do say that there's a bunch of spirits in the house because of the curse. So it, it's possible that it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I so we're getting say. into the gnarly details, and I would, if I was the mum, this would be the moment that I would tell the dad what had happened to me earlier with the fucking clapping hands in the wardrobe. But yeah, like but to be fair, I don't like if like oh, like I don't understand if something like that happened to me, I would tell Luke straight away. Like, do you mm. remember me telling you about my apartment and I was like walking past my bedroom and I like saw someone sitting on my bed and no yeah. one believes me. But I told him straight away and like he instantly believed me and I was just like it gave me like oh it was really bad bad vibes like I used mm. to like you guys don't know I believe you but I lived in this like old old building and it was like a really beautiful apartment building and I was walking kind of like past my bedroom like past to the kitchen and mm. like I had like big black euro pillows on my bed and then there was, like, nothing. I just made it. There was nothing on my bed. My bedroom was spotless. Like, nothing there that I could possibly mistake this for. And as I was walking back, like, I kind of saw, like, this, like, white shape, like, a figure sitting on my bed. And, mm. like, I, shit, like, fucking had a heart attack. And I, like, turned and I looked. And there was, like, there was not obviously nothing there. But, like, there was something there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I told like I called Luke straight away when it happened. And I was like, ah and I was like, fucking get back to the house. Like, oh Yeah. Horror movies are yeah, so Steph and I have had little things as well that have happened. And it's just like you know, you see them and you just you just kind of have to deal with it. I always try and go off of energy more than anything else. Like if it feels like bad juju, then that's when I'm like, fuck, we actually have something to worry about. But yeah. if you just kind of see something but it doesn't leave you feeling any kind of way except like what the fuck was that? Then. Mine, it wasn't, it didn't feel, oh, I, don't, I can't explain it. Like, it didn't feel like, eh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, it was, yeah. but it scared, but it scared the fucking life out of me because I was like, there's a person on my bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that is a scary thing to fucking happen. But I almost had a heart attack. I was like, fuck. Oh, blah, 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 blah. That's my <laughs> okay. story, guys. 
Okay, so then we go into kind of a scene which I think is more so about context than anything else to kind of show that Ed and Lorraine don't necessarily always assume that everything is a ghost. So they're called by their friend, Father Gordon, to go and investigate a case by this couple who are hearing these kind of noises in their pipes and everything. And Ed proves that it's just like bad piping, essentially, which like is the old real, house. like, yeah, it's just an old house and that there's nothing supernatural happening at all. And that there's perfectly, they assure the couple that usually there's a perfectly rational explanation. So that's just a quick little interjection. Back at the parent house, the mum hears noises late at night and goes into the hall to investigate what's happening. Suddenly, all the family pictures that are hung up on the staircase crash down at once and we hear a small child giggle. So as she goes down to investigate, she hears a clap and the basement door opens on its own. My assumption is at this point she thinks that one of the girls is playing hide and clap or something, because otherwise what the fuck is she doing? Not just waking up her husband. (laughs) Um, but like to be fair, even then, like if all of the pe- all of the things fell down, like I'd still wake up my husband anyway. Well, actually, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Remember, he's, he's not there. Is he's he? not there. He's still he's on gone. his job. He's coming yeah. back early in the morning. Like he's coming back from his job at the moment. So she tries to. She does something that I love. Right, is that when she goes to the basement um, and things start getting kind of aggy. She tries to close the door, but it slams shut in her face, sending her falling down the stairs into the basement. And a ball kind of comes out on its own and she tries to run up the stairs, but then the light bulb blows. She randomly, there's like some matches or something. So she's trying to frantically light the matches to keep being able to see. And we hear some more childish laughter. And then we hear, hey, hey, want to play hide and clap? And then two hands come out of the darkness right behind her and clap next to her and she starts screaming. And we just we just hear screaming essentially. Upstairs, Cindy is back in net in Andrea's room, banging her head against the wardrobe again. She and so Andrea copies what her dad did, did, puts her hand in front of um Cindy's head. head and is like, you know what, instead of taking you all the way back to your room, you can just sleep in my bed tonight. As she um And then she hears the banging continuing, but this time it's coming from inside the wardrobe. So she goes to open the wardrobe. Then we see Cindy wakes up and screams. And the eldest daughter looks up and fucking, at this point, we just think it's a scary fucking looking lady, but there's a scary fucking looking lady on top of the wardrobe that jumps down and attacks Andrea. At this moment, the dad arrives home and hears the screaming coming from the basement finds the mum, then they hear the screaming coming from Andrea's room and they run upstairs and Andrea's like rolling on the floor screaming. When they turn the lights on, there's like nobody else there, but she's like fucking freaking the fuck out. So this is kind of the the kind of crux moment that all of the different parts of the family now kind of realise that something really bad juju is going on, right? Like it's kind of, you can't really ignore it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So... Back with Ed and Lorraine, they are doing another lecture at a, you know, university or whatever, and they're presenting a film of an exorcism, and they are teaching the three stages of denomic possession. Denomic? Demonic possession. (laughs) Infestation, oppression, and possession. And we see that the mum, the, like, the parent mum, 
has attended the lecture, obviously, to try and find help for her family. And she approaches them afterwards, begging them to come and take a look at the house. And although initially they are pretty hesitant, they eventually agree. So they drive back to the house that afternoon where the family is all sleeping in the living room together, which I would do as well. So that's realistic. They're all sleeping in the living room together and they state how the house is always freezing no matter what. The mum tells them about the awful smell of rotten meat and the doors banging in threes, which stops at dawn, which is apparently a fuck you to the Holy Trinity or whatever the fuck. Um, And birds continuously are banging into the windows and the clock stopping at 3.07, the pictures falling down, you know, just bad juju all around. Um, They take Ed and Lorraine down into the basement and Lorraine states that she can sense that something awful has happened there. Ed asks them why they haven't moved out and they say like, you know, financial, financially, it's just not something that's realistic for them at this moment. Ed sets up a tape recorder and begins interviewing the parents. So while Ed is doing that, Lorraine is talking to April about Rory and uses the music box to try and see him. Um, And she does see him, right? I think I, I don't remember like, like, I don't think that when she, like, looks in that she actually does see him. I thought that she him. did see him. But I don't think that we do, but I think it's implied that she can. But okay. I don't think you, but I don't think you do see the, like, she's looking and there's nothing in the reflection of the music box, but then she kind of turns around and looks and she must be looking at him, but we can't see him. Okay. But it's, it's yeah. implied, I think it's implied that she can, mm. obviously. So she wanders outside to the tree that's kind of, the property is the house, then there's a tree, and then there's like a little deck that goes out to a lake. That's kind of, it's a pretty, it's a decently sized property. Um, so she wanders outside to the tree, and we see from her perspective that she sees a body hanging from the tree that Ed cannot see, but it's like directly behind him. So Ed tells the parents that their house needs an exorcism, and Lorraine lets them know that she's been seeing the dark entity that haunts the house. First, she saw it latched to the mum when they entered and then with the girls in the living room. Even if they move the house, move houses, the entity will go with them. Mm. So to have the exorcism approved by the church, they have to gather evidence to present to them and they advise the family to all get baptised. Well, um, so <laughs> warning that now that they were involved, like now that the Warrens had come to try and help out, that the haunting may become more aggressive because they're a direct threat to it. Um, at the Warren residence... So back at Ed and Lorraine's place, they're listening back to the recording of the interview with the parents and realize that the mum's voice didn't record at all. So you can hear Ed asking the questions, but you can't hear the parent mum's voice answering the questions. Um, Where am I? So Lorraine has found information about the estate and kind of the history of the acres that they own. And a woman named Beth Sheba lived there and sacrificed her baby at seven months old before running out to the tree on the edge of the property and hanging herself, cursing anyone that ever lived on the land, which is essentially what Lorraine has been seeing. But it's like acres and acres of land. It's not just that house. There's yeah. like a massive area that would have like belonged to her back in the day, and now there's like all kinds of like houses and other like properties on it. So it's not yeah. just like this house. It's like kids and shit in other houses and yeah. mums in other houses like it's anyone that's on that land it's not just this house yeah so the next owners the next owners of the property was a mother and her son rory rory disappeared in the nearby woods um 
at the time and the mum killed herself in the basement. The pattern continues with anyone who has ever lived on the land going through similar situations. Then the tape recording begins playing on its own and this time instead of silence when the mum is speaking, you can hear grotesque screaming and in the background we see that it is 3.07 a.m. God, it's all coming together. <laughs> so the Not next day, <laughs> the full Warren squad arrives, which is like my favorite thing ever. This is <laughs> this is when the fun part of like the movie starts. This is like the ghost hunting team has arrived. Everybody's feeling a little bit less fucking terrified because they essentially move into the house at this point. Like there's a whole group of other people moving into the house to help kind of record and find evidence to present to the church to approve the exorcism. So we have Ed Lorraine, a police officer named Brad, who's a skeptic and Ed and Lorraine's assistant Drew, Drew, who they kind of say is like a college student who's doing it for like extra yeah. credit, which sounds insane. Yeah. I would never, never in my life would I ever put my hand up and volunteer to do this shit. Man, there's some hardcore bad juju doing that shit. Hardcore. So they rig up the house with <laughs> um with light, like motion sensor lights, recording devices, cameras, like all this bunch of shit to try and gather evidence for the church. Lorraine and Carol, um, which is the mum's name, by the way, are upstairs and Carol reminisces on a happy memory of the family at a beach. This will be important later. It'll come back. So this is the reason why I mention it, because it's such a fucking random scene. But I'm like, oh, I get why they do it. You know, you got to. It's like it's almost when I was like first watching it for the first time. It's like, oh, is this like, you know, there's like little scenes in horror movies where they make they put in like one really happy, nice scene to make you feel a little bit better before like ripping your heart out and making you shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past this it moment, was, it's like, all bad oh. juju. <laughs> it's literally it's, it's it's when you have those moments in horror movies where it's just like, oh, this is like a really nice, chill scene. Like nothing bad's gonna happen here, and then like it's just like a straight downhill. Yeah. <sighs> It's just all bad juju from there. It's so, so much fun. bad juju. So much bad juju. It's a lot of bad juju. So later that night, everyone is preparing for when 307 hits. And we hear one of the... They've, they've like rigged up bells to chime when doors are opening, like rigged it up with string and stuff. So they hear one of the bells chime because the basement door is opened on its own. But it's 9.18 p.m., not 3.07 So they head down with a video camera and Lorraine starts feeling sick, assuring that there's definitely an entity in the basement. As they're going to leave, they hear the piano sound on its own. And just as they get upstairs, the basement door slams on its own. But then nothing else happens for the rest of the night. The next morning, everyone is having breakfast together. The mum goes upstairs to take a nap um, because she's pretty worn out by everything that's been happening whilst the kids and the dad go to get ice cream. Ed and Lorraine offer to help out around the house and they begin doing laundry. This scene is great. It was I remember it in the trailer from the Ma'am. movie. Yeah. This <laughs> it's a great is, little movie. I feel like it's iconic. Yeah, it is, is genuinely. I would so, say it's definitely iconic. It's so good. Like she's just like hanging out the sheets, chilling. And it's just all beautiful and Ed's like there and they're just like, oh this is so wholesome, so adorable. And like, <laughs> Ed just like he just, Ed just like walks off. Because only women do laundry. Because only only, only the women folk do the laundry. Um, But she's just like hanging out the sheet. It's mm, 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 wholesome, mm, delish. mm, mm, mm. Daddy Ed, he goes off. He's got things to do. He's a big man. He's got to fix the car. You know what I mean? So she's hanging out the sheets. And then like 
the wind just like suddenly changes and all of these like hectic clouds just like come out of nowhere these big black clouds gets dark and spooky it gets dark and spooky and she's like (laughs) taking the sheets off taking the sheets off and then this one sheet like flies off and like i can't describe it like it just it hits it's like a person standing behind her an invisible person standing behind her and it hits them and you can see the silhouette of this body before it disappears and the sheet flies up to the window before being dragged off the window, then you can see a woman standing in the window staring down at her. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. It oh. is. 100%. Oh. It's iconic. Oh. Like, I that moment, that I, like, I feel like that scene was the scene that made me go and watch it when it when the trailer came. Like, you know how yeah. that was, like, a big part of the trailer when it was coming yeah. out? And just when you see that sheet go, boom, and it's just on the outline of a person, and person. Uh, Lorraine's just standing there like, ah! <laughs> It's just so good. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um so yeah, so you see the mum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes to the mum. She's in the window, and then the woman like turns and just walks out of the walks out of the view of the window, and you're like, Mm. she's gonna go and fuck up the mum. So Lorraine's like, oh no, 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 nay, nay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna run up, and I'm gonna like try and suss it out, right? But like Mm. What happened? Like the mum's like asleep, she's like asleep in bed, and then, like she kind of like, rolls over or something, or opens her eyes, and there's like a like a ghoul woman like. Hanging so this over is the top all this this woman is the same woman who was on top of the wardrobe. The was the same woman that they saw um, hanging from the tree. It's Beth Sheba. That's that's who the woman yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's like hanging over the mum, and she like vomits all of this. Yeah. Shit into yeah. the mum's mouth, like possessing the mum. Yeah, it's gross. It's like bloody, like type <sighs> bullshit. She's like floating on top of the mum, and we just see like half of her face. It's a great scene. This is a really fucking good movie. It's like a really it good is, movie. It's for like for, everyone's always like, oh, you're for a horror, but it's like it's, seriously, it's actually a really good movie. It's just actually it's a really so good movie. What? But it's really well done, you know. So ten anyway, out of ten would recommend like, a watch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's exactly what this whole podcast is about, in it. <laughs> so she's like possessing the mum and then she like Lorraine runs up and she's trying to like bang in and like get into the door and like trying to help her and then the mum just like opens the door and she's like oh no I've just been like a bit sick blah 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 I'm just not feeling too well and she was just like what did Lorraine say she's all like oh but there's like a person or something yeah she just yeah she's Lorraine's like, no. like I thought that I saw I thought I saw someone in here with you and she's like, no, 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 I just felt unwell. So essentially, if we're going by the three phases of the um, of possession, I would say that she has is now definitely at the possession stage. I suppose, like, it's, <laughs> she's at the possession stage because the infestation has already happened, the oppression has already happened. Now we're definitely she's vomited fucking bad juju into her mouth and we're at possession stage (laughs) um so outside the dad and the kids arrive back from getting ice cream and he goes to talk with ed um and ed finally gives us some details about this like you know ominous event that changed lorraine so they were performing an exorcism which was the exorcism that they were showing the tape of when the mum was attending the lecture and Lorraine had seen something that essentially scared the bejesus out of her. When they got home, she locked herself in her room and didn't talk or eat for eight days. So we do actually find out what this was, but we only find out in the next movie. So 
I don't know if I should say it. I don't think that the second one is going to be in the list if the first one is, is at number 100. So maybe I'll just say <clears throat> yeah. it. Should I just say it? Just say it. Just say okay. it. Just say it. So it's not going to be in the list. Yeah, kind of the focal point of the second one is that Lorraine keeps on having these visions and is threatened by this non-demon thing um, of Ed being killed. And so the first time that she has that vision is in this movie during that exorcism. She, like, touches the dude and something that Lorraine's able to do is, like, when she touches people, she can kind of, like, see things um, and, like, see memories of them or see whatever's happening in their lives and their memories and their souls. And she touches him and he like looks at her and then she has this vision of Ed dying. And so that's, she like loses her shit and screams and then she locks herself in her room and doesn't talk or eat for eight days. So that's not going to come up again in this movie, but it's pretty central to the second one. So, you know, sozzles for um, spoiling that for you, but whatever. Sorry for spoilies, (laughs) but like, I mean, you're not really going to hear a review from us about the second one. So go and watch it your damn self. Yeah, go watch it yourself. It's good. I like the second one. It's It's a good movie. That night, the um, ghost hunting squad is back together and Brad, the police officer, goes to get a cup of coffee and sees the rocking chair outside, which anybody who has a rocking chair can go and die. Um, (laughs) The rocking chair that's outside. That is um, anyone that has a rocking chair has serial killer energy. People who have rocking chairs, people who have rocking horses, like, no. People that sleep with their feet out of the blanket. (laughs) All on the same caliber of get the fuck out of my life. So the rocking chair outside is rocking on its own. And then he whiz, he he whiz, he hears a woman whisper, look what she made me do. He goes outside to investigate. And, and remember that this dude is a skeptic, right? So he goes outside to investigate and sees a woman with her wrists slit open. Um, sorry, this is back. He goes outside. There's nothing there. He comes back inside. Goes back inside. And then he turns and and sees the the end of the corridor or through a doorway. Yeah, with her like wrist bleeding. Yeah, and she she's like, look, look what she made me do. And then she screams, look what she made me do. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's a, it's a good scene because it's kind of like she's at the end of the hallway. You hear her saying again, and she like walks away. And then he like turns and she's like right up in his face, and it's like, ow! <laughs> and yeah. so he obviously starts screaming. Everybody runs to that room to kind of see what the fuck is up, and he tries to explain it. And then all of a sudden, all the motion sensors on the other side of the house near the front door start going off. And we see Cindy is sleepwalking up the stairs. Ed says... It's a bitch in a sleepwalking, man. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. I was Stay. like... Sorry, you have been evicted. Um, so, <laughs> so they're about to wake her up. But then um, Ed's like, these things don't get triggered unless there's a ghost around. So somebody is walking with her because it's like triggered by temperature and all that kind of shit. So he's like, don't wake her up because she's, you know, she's got a ghosty with her. And she goes into Nancy's room where the door slams shut behind her. To be fair, they kind of just watch her. Like, whether or not you think that there's a ghost with her, the whole family just kind of, like, watches her walk up the stairs and then is absolutely shook when the door slams shut behind her. I'm like, yeah, there's not really many safety precautions here. You're just like, oh, don't wake her up. There's a ghost with her. Then she walks out of your line of sight. And you're like, huh, wonder why that happened. It doesn't something, I think, like, she says, like, she says, I'll show you where I go to hide or something like that. It's yeah, when they're trying, so when they're trying, um, Ed and the dad 
try and get into the room and Drew goes downstairs to listen because they've got audio devices rigged in all of the rooms. And so he's listening to the audio from inside the room and he hears the um, he hears another voice in the room that's not Cindy say, follow me this way, this is where I hide. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you can, if you remember this scene, you can continue. I do, I do have remember this. sip of water. Stay hydrated. So, yeah, no, so she's, like, they fell her up there. She's just, like, slowly chilling, cruises into this room, slams the door behind her. They hear this, like, creepy voice that's just, like, yeah, come with me. Let's go hidey hole. It's going to be great. <laughs> they, like, Ed and Daddy, Roger, by the way. So the mum who is possessed right now is Carolyn. And the dad is Roger. So the mum and dad of the family. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> so the mum is Carolyn. Poor bitch is in a bad state at the moment. And then we got daddy Roger. So Roger and Ed, they run up the stairs and they're like banging on the door trying to get in. They like finally get in and she's not there. She's not in the room. No one knows where she is. It's what are we going to do? <laughs> where, where, what are we going to do? Where the fuck is Cindy? So I think at this point, hang on, my friend's having a spaz. So she disappears, but then they go in and I think they like look in the cabinet or or no, they look in a yeah, they look in like the back of the wardrobe and there's like so a it's because hole. yeah, it's because the um Brad goes downstairs and grabs a UV light and so they use the UV light and they can see handprints of like and footprints and stuff from where people yeah. have been in the past and so they see her handprints in the corner of the back of the wardrobe. Yeah, so there's, like, yeah, good mems. So there's, like, a little, like, there's, like, a little hidey hole back there and you go in and there's, like, a really, like, small crawl space. Not a crawl space, but, like, a little, like, It's kind of just, like, you know, some, you know how some old houses just have space behind have the, the, walls? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, really like, really weird. <laughs> yeah, but, it, like, it, it's, it's big enough to be able to fit a fully grown adult woman, apparently. So yeah. anyway, there's, like, a little girl there in there. They pull her out. Um, the little the little girl is Cindy. <laughs> it's Cindy, by the way. There's just like a random it's child. Not just a random there. other girl. <laughs> it's like so. There's this new character, um, the girl that hides in clothes. They have a sixth daughter, um, no. Letitia. They just haven't mentioned her because she's the <laughs> ugly sister. <laughs> she's the ugly one. Um. So no. Anyway, they they pull out the child and they pull Cindy out, right? And Lorraine's in there and she's like investigating. No, no, no. And you missed she, her. So when while they're pulling her out of the hidey hole, April tells Lorraine, that's where Rory hides when he's afraid. Yeah. <laughs> that's Which where Rory like hides. Rory turns out to like he's a good I would say he's a good spirit. Like he's trying to do good things, but he's just creepy as fuck. <laughs> it is mad creepy. It's mm. but yeah, I don't think that Rory is bad. I mean Rory's a child, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, now, now, Lorraine, now Lorraine is in, yeah. is in the wall. So yeah. I forgot that bit. Yeah. I don't know how the ghosty world works, but when I die, I'm sure I'll find out. Okay. Yeah, she'll let us know. She'll let so, us know when she dies. I'll let, <laughs> are, you in, are you implying that I'm going to die before you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Okay, <laughs> so... So, so, um, little blonde one that looks nothing like the other daughters, she's all like, that's where Rory hides. Mm, 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 mm. So the rain's like going in. She's looking around in the hidey hole. She's inspecting. And in there she sees, I can't remember what she does first, but whatever. She sees like a little, like um, like a little space where there would have been something sitting in there. There's like a little outline of dust that it's gathered around this like little space. And um, she asks, 
she asked April for her little toy. So this is like a little wind-up kind of like music box. The music box, like yeah, that she can see Rory yeah, through. Yeah, that she can see Rory in. And she grabs the music box and, oh, shock horror. <laughs> uh, it fits exactly where this like little this little shape is. So that's obviously yeah, where the like music box Yeah, it's like when you, when you move something from a shelf that you haven't dusted in a while and it leaves the perfect like imprint little... of the shape of that, of that thing. Yeah. yeah, so this is, obviously this is where the music box has been from, so she's like, oh, interesting, fascinating. Um, Which just reiterates that, that that Heidi spot is Rory's hiding spot, essentially. That's yeah. that's his little hangout. Yeah. Um, but then she starts pulling on this rope, pulling on this rope, pulling on this rope, and she pulls off the end, and there's it's like a noose, which is really cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think this is the point where she, like, hears laughing, and then she opens the music box. No, 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 no. She falls. No, she falls down. Sorry, she falls yeah. like down into. So this she tries. Hole, right yeah, down. she tries to stand up, but because it's like old, she just kind of falls straight. Yeah, the she like just like falls straight down into the cellar. Which she would have um, been like. She definitely would have broke. Like we're going. They're on the second floor. So then there's the first the... floor and then the basement. So she's dropping like that's like. Eight, like that's, that's that's fucked. Like I would say most rooms are about three meters high, right? So she's just fallen six meters down, including yeah, with, like ridiculous. wood and shit. She would have gotten either stabbed by a wooden fucking spike or broken an ankle. Like surely she was literally falling feet first. Yeah, it's it's all bad juju. So I don't <laughs> understand. Um, but anyway, this it seems unrealistic. The woman would have some serious injuries. But anyway, she's but this is a movie about ghosts, so we'll suspend disbelief. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. So she falls down. She's like, oh, fuck my life. Ed, obviously, they all know she's fallen through, so they're, like, going to try and get down to help her. But in the meantime, she, like, she hears laughing. Um, and then she opens what? Oh, she opens the music box and, like, winds it up and is, like, trying to look into it. And it's like, yeah. why to try and see what's To try and see what's down there, because I think that the music box is supposed to be a conduit or whatever, and so it's supposed yeah. to kind of help her because at this point ed they know that she's fallen through the wall but they don't know that she's fallen down to the basement so they're running around the yeah. house trying to knock on walls to find her Where and she's she like stuck downstairs so she's I, I don't know she seems like a go-getter she seems like the type of person that's like i'm not just gonna try and get out of here i'm gonna try and run maybe she knows that running upstairs isn't gonna do her any good she'll probably just end up like the yeah. mom did so she's like i'm gonna yeah, try she's... And speak to it or whatever the fuck she's like i'm gonna I'm going to single-handedly sort this out because I am indeed a bad bitch. <laughs> Which, to be Anyways, fair, she is kind of the one who single-handedly sorts it out. So. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of legendary. She but is. Anyway, she's looking in the movie, it's not in real life. In real life, she's a bitch. But she's dead, so, like, you know, don't speak ill of the dead. But Ed and Lorraine Warren were not great people. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Lorraine in this Yeah. Ed and Lorraine is, in the movies. Is dope. Brilliant. Dope. Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga. Mm. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous Christian mm-hmm. people. My favorite Catholics mm-hmm. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she's opened up the music box. She's looking behind it, and like in this scene, this made me want to vomit. Oh yeah, this but is definitely can, when Spook oh, Central begins. It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but you see this like really like big like it's like a she's like a fat maid. She's in, like a fat maid's looking outfit. Like mm. oh, and she's just like sitting behind her, and she like turns her head to look at Lorraine, like, in the... Oh, in the music box, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the music box. And, like, just, like, just thinking about that right now is making me feel a bit sick. It's a very scary scene, yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking horrifying. 
Um, so she sees a fat maid, uh, and she's turning her head, and then Stop she saying, goes away. Stop saying fat maid, dude. <laughs> like, well, she is, she is fat. She is, a la- she is a larger woman, yes, but she's also, I don't think she's a maid. This is supposed to be Rory's mother. Rory's mother. Oh, she's Rory's mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 Anyway, so she turns around and she's out of like the like the uh, you know what I'm talking about. She's not there anymore. And then she turns around and she like shows up right in Lorraine's face. And I think she says like, "Look what she made me do," or something. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. back before she screams it in Lorraine's face. Yeah. Yeah. Back before when when Lorraine sees her kind of sitting further away, she's actually holding Rory's body, um, and she kind of whispers, "She made me do it," and then when Lorraine looks back forward and she's like right in her face. She screams, she made me do it. It's like, it's kind of like the woman upstairs that Brad saw said the same thing. So it's kind of just showing that, you know, Beth Sheba's a bitch. (laughs) Beth Sheba's a bit of a cow. But I Um, think like with the- Speaking of Beth Sheba. (laughs) Yeah, let me get there. So she, (laughs) she like just sees- um, oh, it's so. Oh my god, it's, I hate it so much. So, so scared. I'm literally getting fucking goosebumps right I'm, now. Yeah, I'm just even thinking about my, this scene. My toes are curling. But Ugh. out of nowhere, like, feet drop. Like, obviously, it's like as though someone's been hung from, like, yeah, a noose. It's like, like the same drop. hanging feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same hanging feet that she saw hanging behind her husband a hot minute ago. Mm-hmm. And then the feet are facing away from her, but they slowly twist. To face her, and it's oh, and, no, I can't. Yeah. Remember. I think like after that she like she runs. I think that then the feet are gone, or I can't remember. Or yeah, she so down. Yeah, so essentially the feet turn as Skylar said, and then she starts running, and the feet start following her, and then as she's running up the stairs, um, her necklace, which. Earlier in the film, they've kind of shown that the daughter, like Lorraine and Ed's daughter, has a matching necklace to Lorraine's to Lorraine's necklace, and it has like pictures of the family inside it, right? So it's like something that's precious yeah. to, to their family. And she get kind of gets caught, the necklace is grabbed by Beth, like we'll just say it's Beth Sheba, because I assume it is by Beth Sheba. And um, at this point, Ed and everything can hear her screaming. So they are running to the basement door and fling it open. The necklace breaks and stays down in the basement. And it's Lorraine just like hanging, to run it's just up. hanging on like a. Yeah, so hanging she on a thing. And she runs up, she runs just to get out of that bad, fucking horrifying situation. So, but yay to that scene that being she, over. <laughs> yeah, but I think after all of that, she like comes to this realization, which is kind of like obvious, I feel, that like yeah. the witch has like possessed the like mothers and like gotten the mothers yeah. to like kill their children and then themselves. Like the woman that slid her wrist, I'm pretty sure that woman killed her child mm. as well and then killed herself that's and then the, that's the with curse like, that she put on the land when she killed herself is yeah that mothers will kill their kid and then kill themselves which is what she's trying to do to carol yeah uh, do you remember what happens next mm, no i think i've missed a big old chunk oh wait no i think they're like um so the so... girls are in the living room and oh, Nancy's yeah. hair, Nancy's uh, hair lifts on sus. its own and the sisters are all like, dude, what the fuck? And then she's grabbed by the hair by an unseen fucking force and dragged around the room. Everyone's like, holy shit, and panicking. And Lorraine just cuts, cuts off the hair with scissors. And luckily that, like, worked. And so she's able... She's able, like, she gets away by Lorraine cutting her hair off 
And Drew catches this on camera, which provides the evidence that the church needs to approve the exorcism. So, so they send that oh. off to the, with the priests to go and send to the Vatican. The next morning... But then I think... Did it, isn't there, like, the scene where she goes down to, like, the lake and sees... Yeah, so that's the next morning. Oh, is that the next morning? Yeah, that's I the next like that morning. Was, yeah. You know what's up. I think. Unless I'm wrong. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. <laughs> because everything that happened, because, yeah, everything that happened was at nighttime, remember, when Brad was, you know, checking the rocking chair and then Cindy went upstairs. All of that was at nighttime. So this is the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, particularly yeah, important, yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, it is the next morning. Um, do you want to take it away? Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Mm-mm-mm, delicious. So, yeah, next morning, she, Lorraine, Mama Lorraine, she, like, walks down to the lake, and she's just, like, looking. I think I don't know what possesses her to go down and look. I think everyone's, like, at the time, everyone's, like, scattering and, like, leaving the house to go do their thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think, like, as everyone's leaving, so, like, the dad's taking the kids to go stay in, like, a motel, like, the family's going to go stay in a motel or something because they're going to go do an exorcism on the house. But Lorraine's, like, walking out of the house, and she walks down to the lake, and she's kind of, like, walking on, like, the little pontoony kind of thing, I want to say, like, a little wooden, like, boardwalk thing. Like, yeah, it looks like water. a little boardwalk, yeah. Yeah. And she, like, looks down into the water, and she sees, like, an image, like, a, like an image of, like, her daughter just, like, floating like, in the water, and she, like, freaks out and, like, goes to, like, grab at it, and she's, like, not there, so she flips her lid, runs up to the house, and, like, just runs to get on the phone to call her, I assume it's her mother or Ed's mother. Yeah, it's her mum. Yeah, it's her mum. So her, yeah, so her mum. The daughter's grandmother. Obviously, yeah, she's, grandma's looking after the daughter, and she's just like, is she okay, is she okay, rah, 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 like, what's going on? And um, obviously the grandma's like, yeah, nah, she's she'd be fine. Like, stop. She'd be sweet. She'd be sweet for now. Um, yeah. Stop freaking out. And she's like, okay, yeah, no worries. And then Ed comes and he's like, oh, girl, what's going on? What's the deal? <laughs> and she's just like, well, I just saw an image of our daughter floating in a lake. So you tell me, sister. <laughs> so the spirit's <laughs> essentially trying to threaten them to try and get. She's them to, a, it's like, a sign. Back the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the family. As Skylar mentioned, the family has moved to a hotel for the time being, which I think is a great plan. Um, and Ed and Lorraine go to present the footage to Father, Gr- Father Gregory, um, and he states that approval becomes more complicated too to the kids not being baptized. Everybody knows that the and church the doesn't help you out. And the family don't go, you're being haunted? Do you go to church? Are you Isn't that, like, against no? the whole point of, like, the church? It doesn't God always say, like, you know, I love all my children, whether you believe in me or not, like... Surely. I'm anyway, not... I don't know if that's actually the case, but I hope it is because that seems like a much nicer reality than like I mean, a, the, the entire that. church being like, yeah, you didn't believe in God. And yes, you may be being terrorized by a demon, which is proving the, you know, the existence of demons. But like before this, you didn't believe in God. So we can't help you. It's like, but no. Look, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a raging atheist, so I don't actually know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I I mean, demons can exist without God. People keep on being like, well, demons are, exist, so that means that God exists. It's like, no, you know what? With the fucking world that we live in, there's probably only fucking demons, okay? So, <laughs> I agree looking at the pictures of Cindy sleepwalking up the stairs from the previous night, and you can see that Rory is directly behind her. So the pictures show Rory the ghost being right behind her. And so he agrees to kind of fast track the request for the exorcism through. That night, 
we see Ed and Lorraine's daughter Judy at their house being awoken by a weird noise. And she goes downstairs looking for her parents. The door to the demon room is fucking open. And she goes to go back upstairs, but then like this like darkness starts to come towards her and so she shuts herself in the study and a loud banging starts happening against the door so the banging stops and we see someone oh i hate this thing we see someone is sitting yet again in the rocking chair may i repeat anyone with a rocking chair deserves to be fucking (laughs) so she's in a room with a rocking chair um brushing annabelle's hair which is so much fun um and the doll's head turns on its own almost like they shouldn't have the fucking doll in the house to begin with isn't it yeah i mean the bitch gets out of a cage doesn't she Mm, apparently effective so her screams waken the grandma who tries to kind of open the door just as ed and lorraine are arriving home they rush upstairs and ed ed every single conjuring movie you see they, everybody's trying to open the door and then Ed gets everybody to move to the side. It's like, let me have a go. And then manages to break down the door. Like the much look to be fair. Patrick Wilson is a macho God, but still I, a little feminist in me gets very angry every time I see it happen, but <clears throat> he manages to break down the door just in time as he grabs Judy, um, just in time because the rocking chair flies towards her and breaks against the wall. And she tells them about Annabelle, but when Ed goes down to the room to check, the doll is still in the case. So, what the fuck? Yeah, absolutely not. Then, that day, the next day, we'll say it's the next day because I think it is the next day. The dad arrives back at the hotel that the family's staying at where he's gone to go and get groceries. And two of the daughters, I think it's Andrea and Nancy, run out and are like, oh my god, mum just left with um, April and Christine. The dad calls Ed and Lorraine and everybody's like, fuck. And they go back and run back to the house. Um, And just as Ed and Lorraine get there, they see that. Did you say his name was Rory? Rory. Rory. No, no, no. Sorry. The dad's name. What's the dad's name? The dad. Dad is Roger. Roger. See, kind of similar. That Roger (laughs) is like struggling and fighting to try and stop Carol from stabbing Christine with a pair of scissors. So she's gone full possessor mode. Um, good vibes all around. Um, and they can't find the youngest daughter, April, but they managed to get Christine out of that situation and she <laughs> runs, Drew goes they and takes her, her into the car. the car. Yeah. So they try to pull Carol out of the house, but then like burns start appearing and Lorraine's all like, the witch will kill her if she leaves the house, which is just so much fun. Um, so Carol is dragged back into the basement by an unseen force, similar to how Nancy was treated earlier in this movie. Um, and they follow to see Carol being thrown, fucking flung around the basement. Shit's, we have officially reached the climax of the film, ladies and gentlemen, because shit's about to get (laughs) fucking wickety wackety. So Drew, so, where am I? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Drew, at this point is when Drew takes Christine to the car, but he also then is trying to run around the house to find April. Drew is the true hero of this story. We do love Drew. He's um, queen. Everybody else is down in the basement trying to subdue Carol, so they grab her, they cover with her, her with a sheet and tie her to a chair, but not before she chews off a chunk of Officer Brad's face, which is so much fun. And Ed, um, Ed essentially has to perform the exorcism himself because it's crunk, it's crunk, it's down to crunch time. We ain't got <laughs> no more time to fucking wait. She's going, she's trying fan. to kill the like- kids. 
It's we like, can't you wait can't for really the Vatican. Wait for a priest to arrive. So, so Ed is given the responsibility of doing it because everybody knows women cannot perform exorcisms. It must be Ed. Okay. Why? Why does it? Why do you have to have a penis to do mm. an exorcism? Why? Who knows? I think that only priests can do exorcisms. So, if only priests can do exorcisms, then I don't know. Um, we have done no research in this, <laughs> so like maybe it's different. Who, go, who knows? Um, so as the exorcism begins, a fucking flock of birds flies into all the windows, the car windows, the, the fucking house windows. Every window is, is under attack by these birds. And Drew hears April under the floorboards in the living room. And so he starts kind of going at it with, um, I think it's like a, a wrench or something like that, trying to yeah. lift it up. Um, back in the basement... Carol is just going full fucking psycho. She's vomiting up blood <laughs> and the sheet rips in the struggle and we see Bathsheba's face and then all of a sudden everything kind of stops and she just starts levitating and it's really fucking creepy. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially like, imagine it's like mayhem fucking everything. The birds are flying in. She's screaming. She's trying to fucking tear her way out. All of a sudden you see Bathsheba fucking blood going everywhere and then everything just stops and then she just floats. <laughs> it's like she flips her upside down, and then like the the feet of the chair are on the ceiling, which is my personal favorite scene. Yeah, so much fresh. fun, so much fun, and starts banging mm. against the ceiling, and then the floor, the chair falls to the ground and breaks Carol free, essentially because it it breaks, the chair breaks. Um, Ed is attacked by a rogue cabinet, and the husband and <laughs> Roger. I made myself chuckle with my own notes. Roger um, begs the spirit to let his wife go. And then Carol, but like Carol, Bathsheba Carol, is like, she's already gone and now you're all going to die. Ah! <laughs> um, she doesn't laugh. I added that in. Drew <laughs> breaks through the floor and finds April and very smartly yells to everyone exactly her location. He's <laughs> like, oh my God. She's under the floorboards in the kitchen or whatever the fuck he says. Um, and so Carol hears that, obviously, because everyone fucking hears it. And she scampers off to try and find April. She, like, runs into the wall, into the hole in the wall that um, Lorraine caused earlier. And she tries to find her um, and kill to kill her, essentially. So they manage to kind of, because everybody knows where they are, like, everyone's coming from different random fucking holes in the wall. Ed's kind of reaching a fucking arm out trying to grab her. Carol has grabbed April and is, like, kind of almost killing her but people are kind of holding her back and then the dad's head is poking through another wall- hole in the wall brad's fucking trying on the other side and lorraine is up with drew and is like on top of the situation right and so they manage to kind of continue the exorcism so ed is like continuing to say the latin words that he says i don't know what they mean but whatever um and then lorraine grabs her head and it's like remember the day on the beach i told you the day on the beach would come back remember the day on the beach remember what you told me and she's like you have to fight the possession from the inside which is kind of like if that was how easy it was why didn't we do that from the beginning why did we do that that with all this getting evidence from the church if she just has to fight it from the inside why couldn't we have done that from the start it's like grow some ovaries woman just just fight the exorcism on the inside Um, just fight the demon within you that works, and so she vomits. She vomits up all the nasty shit that Bathsheba threw into her mouth earlier in the movie, and Cute. she. It appears she's broken free from the possession. 
and that's kind of the end. There's a little bit more there, that the next morning everybody celebrates the victory of the spirit and of the, you know, of the exorcism, and April returns Lorraine's necklace back to her. So that necklace really didn't mean much, but, you know, it's nice that she got it back. Back at the Warren residence, Ed puts the music box in the demon room, and Lorraine tells him that the Vatican has approved the exorcism. Lol, bit late, but whatever. We zoom in on the music box, which has started to open and play on its own. The end. That's the yeah. motherfucking Conjuring, my dudes. Good movie. That's some, that's some Would movie. recommend. Um... There are so many, like, things that just trouble me about this film. <laughs> Do you know what I found out that I thought you would really enjoy? I found out a fun fact. What? And I thought that you would enjoy it Do because you mentioned to me that you really like the music in this film. So the, com- the composer, right, so he mm. does a bunch of composing for James Wan. And he also sometimes is in the movies just because. What? Why not? He plays Beth Father Shima. something. <laughs> He Are you serious? Bathsheba. Yeah, I'm not even the joking. Composer, yeah, the, the composer, composer plays Bathsheba. Yeah. yeah. That's outrageous. Because James Wan was like, do you want to be in the movie? And he was like, sure. And then they were like, well, we don't have anyone to play Bathsheba yet. So. Bathsheba's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Also, so fucking scary. Girl? Yeah. Like, what you can't be called girl? Bathsheba and then not be a witch, right? Like, that's just not... It's just not how it works. Who, like... But, like, who has their child and goes, oh, it's like this beautiful, bouncing baby girl. Bathsheba. I mean, they kind of no. they they say that she's like related to someone who was, you know, the killed Salem in the witch Salem trials, witch right? trials. But we all know that the Salem witch trials were fucking bullshit and just sexist, dumb, moral panic where people were like, "Oh, <laughs> she doesn't float." When we attach a stone to her and throw her in the water, and so she drowned. She must have been a witch. <sighs> Or no, Maybe sorry, she she sunk to the bottom, which means she wasn't a witch, but she still died, because you know that makes sense. Anyway, oh god, don't tell get me you hate women without telling trials. me you hate women. Which is why I really <laughs> don't fuck with the Conjuring Three. That's the reason why I really didn't like it because it went so far into the satanic panic and talked about this period in the eighties or nineties or whatever it was, where all of these kind oh, of did true we watch, crime did things. Did we watch the third one? I went to the premiere for the third one because I got um, tickets for it through work. So Steph and I were able to go before it came out. Wait, is that like the newest one? Lockdown started. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't Um, have seen it yet, but I no, I have not seen it. it. It's about a Satanist, um, but I won't spoil it for you. It's just yeah, I just really didn't like it. But that was my personal. I can understand why it's the only one that doesn't center around kind of a group of children, I suppose, or a family. So (laughs) I can see why they're kind of. It was like, I would definitely say still watch it. Watch it for yourself and make your own decision, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. When anything that kind of tries to feed into the satanic panic period of time or witch trials or anything like that, we know it was bullshit. We know that people were being fucking gross and horrible and just kind of persecuting people just because they were different. Like during the satanic panic, they were arresting gothic goths and like people who liked heavy metal music and literally sending them to jail for years just because of that. And saying that what? they committed murders when, like, they didn't. They just kind of wore fucking Iron Maiden t-shirts. Like, it's it just, it's all gross. But, so it's really not my cup of tea. But this movie, I quite like. And I, as long as you can laugh at someone trying to convert you to Christianity on a <laughs> bisecond basis, it's a, it's a fun time. <laughs> Look, it's like, it's a good movie. It's, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just very effective know. with the scares that it does, like. 
It's like a classic yeah, haunted house story, but they do it well, which I think you can appreciate because it's, like it's... the thing that I like about it is I I often find horror movies to be like pretty tacky on mm. really because they're just generally like meh. They're generally well, yeah, bad. yeah. Like the reason but, like, why sometimes we say you that... get a really sometimes you just get like rippers, and I feel like this is like this is classic. Yeah, this is it's like just really a, yeah. It's a it was definitely immediately was going to be a classic horror film as soon as it came out. And, like, the reason why we say that Insidious is goofier, which, like, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it, but we we covered it in our previous um, horror movie. Oh, we did the first and the second one. Whatever. Yeah, we did the first and second one, so go listen to that if you'd like to. Um, But the reason why we say it's it's goofier is just because it commits. It goes balls to the fucking wall when it comes to, like, demon whatever. I would say that Insidious is more creative in its kind of plot. And they're both by James Wan, which is why, like, we compare them. Um, But they're just, like, it definitely, it goes further with it. Whereas I think that Conjuring almost feels more classy. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's just, in a way, it's, like, I think it's, like, the subtlety. Even though, like, there is, it's still in your face in some points. But it's, like, it's not so, like, like, insidious. Like, that scene that I'd spoken about, like, with the, like, he's, like, filing his nails, listening to, like, yeah, it's crazy. the it's so it's fucking, hell, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, like, one, it is scary to a point until it's just not because it's so in your face. Whereas, like, yeah. the conjuring yeah. is, like, really, really, really scary all the fucking way through because it's just, like, subtle in a, in a lot of ways. Like, 100%. When it yeah. is in your face, it's done well. It's not tacky. Like, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, it's a sexy movie. Yeah. So, we would say go and watch The Conjuring. 10 out of 10. Good movie. Would recommend. Maybe not 10 out of 10. I would give it an 8 out of 10. I would give it a good 8 out of 10. Yeah. Very good. So, next week is another week of Skylar and I kind of coming together. Doing some together. scary boys. Yeah. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm excited. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not that far ahead, but I'll think of something fun. You'll think I'll something. think of something spicy. Ooh. I'll think of something spicy. Something spicy. beautiful. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, thank oh, you very yeah. much for listening, everybody. Feel free to go to the list, which I'll put in the um, show notes below, and you can see I haven't even looked at what ni- number 99 is, but you can watch it before we'll we find out. You know, in two weeks. We'll be chatting about it all together, so feel free to watch it beforehand, and we can... We can all have a good time. I did not start the Instagram account, which I know I kept on saying I would do last week. I'll try and do it this <laughs> week. I'm not going to keep on making promises. I'll just say maybe. Maybe I will start the Instagram this week. If not, it'll probably be sometime in the future. But get amongst it, kids. It's going to be so amazing, guys. Oh, my God, I love you so much. I'm going to go now. See ya. Okay, bye, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.